Love Life, featuring your hosts, Rebecca Detman and Jane Donovan. The sun shines bright as it moves across my face. I feel the light. Welcome, you're listening to Love Life. I'm Rebecca Detman. And I'm Jane Donovan. And we thought we'd do a really nice, feel-good, beautiful, uplifting, inspiring one today. And it's all about manifesting your perfect life because if you're listening to, to this show, either you have one or you want one or, you know, we're all striving for that. You, you actually mentioned it last episode, Jane, about joy and bliss. Yeah, follow your bliss. How do we get more bliss in our lives? Everybody wants more bliss. All right, so we're going to give some really practical tips today. We're going to give some strategizing and some common tools and tricks that are out there, ones that you've heard of, maybe some that you haven't, and also some famous ones like The Secret that maybe went a little bit wrong, okay? But perhaps where would you like to start, Jane? Manifest your perfect life. What is a perfect life? What does that mean to you? That's great, isn't it? For me, a perfect life for me is when I live between contentment and pure joy. So it's where all of my emotions or all of my feelings are on the top end of the scale. So our emotions, if we put right up the top is joy and right down the bottom would be depression. We climb up. So from depression, it might be anger. I'm going to just do a few here. I'm going to skip a whole lot, but it might be from depression to anger to sadness. Um, then we can get to boredom. Now from boredom, isn't it a fine line between boredom and contentment? From contentment could be you know, peaceful to happy to fun, to blissful joy. So I like to live as much of my life as I can in the top end, which are the feel good. So for me, that's a happy life. Now for me, I'm thinking from a spiritual point of view, we come to earth to be challenged and stuff is going to happen. We are, you know, even the happiest, I'm sure even a meditating guy in a cave <laughs> is going to come up against irritabilities when he gets up in the morning or things that bother him. You know, we've got people in our lives, we've got situation in our lives that are always going to come and try and throw us out or give us something to learn. Okay. So in a practical sense, yes, there's always going to be things like that that keep bobbing up in our path. But I think the goal of a perfect life is to have cleaned out and done as much self-work as possible on your automatic impulses, beliefs, and reactions to stuff so that you can always become as neutral and unaffected and empowered as possible with no matter what life throws at you, you tend to always take the higher road, take the path of least resistance so you're not adding to the drama or creating more heaviness for yourself and learning to have a life which has these sorts of beautiful, strong spiritual values so that you're actually sort of like developing your own support system in every single way, isn't it, Jane? So no, no matter where you turn, there's always something for you there to, to lean on? Yes. I actually, you know, that there's always a lot of discussion about what is enlightenment. For me personally, I feel that enlightenment is when the gap from when I react to something in life to when I become consciously aware of it and I use all of the tools that I have to place myself as an observer is shortest. So as I did more work, you know, I could have reacted to something that was giving me a life lesson and I could have spent months or maybe even years stewing on something. But as I did more and more work, the gaps got shorter and shorter and shorter until now, well, unless there's a real doozy of a lesson coming along, then please let me get it with a feather, not the brick. <laughs> there's my manifesting, please. Until now, when I do have a negative reaction to something, 
that I'm able to work through it in a very, very short period of time so that I can place myself back into that place of happiness or joy or contentment. Yeah, it's about becoming a bit more aware that living in reality is an emotional game. Now, a lot of people are out there viewing it as a survival game and they're living in a different energy. They're living in a, you know, he's out to get me or I have to protect myself or look after number one or dog eat dog or all those kinds of things which only create a lot of rigidity and hard work, okay? When we move beyond that and we begin to look at your timeline as a flowing um, sort of like, it's like energy flowing over hurdles and around dips and curves and there's always going to be different emotional things placed in your path and it's how well you can process and accept, like the take on board, you know, and, and be open to. So taking things on the chin in a healthy way, like, okay, maybe there was something in that criticism or maybe I could, I needed to learn something from, you know, being married to that man for so long, even though I've been so hard on myself for it, there was a gift in that. What's the gift? What have I learned? What do I know now? What will I never do again? And the more we start to look at everything that comes our way with this kind of more glass half full sort of approach, I think it's a much healthier and more robust and more, um, what's the word, Jane? It's just a more... Uh, productive perhaps way to navigate your reality i think productive is the word that's that's yes productive yeah because it's pa- so, it's empowered it, it's you're not that's it it's empowered you're not at anybody else's mercy but mine yeah and that comes back to my favorite all-time favorite saying which is my happiness is dependent only on me it is nobody else's job to make me happy. And as Oprah says it, be responsible for the energy that you bring into the room. I know? put that up in my bathroom, actually, in my toilet, my guest toilet. And I actually had to change it to say home from space because I thought, well, you know, should we talk poos? <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, look, you know, it, it is, well, we should probably get into the tools now. Yeah, into the tools. How do we do this? Yeah. How do we How do we manifest greater happiness or enlightenment or whatever it is that we wish to have in our life. Bing, what are your no, favourite number one, number one, conscious awareness. <laughs> yes. What would you want to talk a bit about that? So you've got to be able to look for it, know, know it when you see it. So so here's, here's two scenarios. Girl goes to work, um, boss yells at her, goes to the toilet and cries, thinks, why me, why me, why me, you know, and goes home and eats a block of chocolate and sits on the couch and goes to bed sad. Second scenario, girl goes to work, boss yells at her. She's a bit hurt, might be a couple of tears. She goes back to her desk, takes a deep breath, just, just you know, stays cool with it, goes out for lunch, goes and sits in the sunshine by herself and has a bit of a think about it and separates in her mind the stuff that's his stuff. Okay, those are, some of that was his issues and I get that. Some of it might have had a grain of truth and or I needed to have that wake-up call this morning because either A, that's an area of my life I need to improve on and he's right, I'm not performing to my best capacity and he hit the nail on the head and that's why it hurts or B, I've got to get out of this job. (laughs) Okay? And you can already see from here how this girl's life is going in a fantastic direction compared to the one who's eating the chocolate and crying herself to sleep because what's going to happen, she's going to wake up tomorrow morning and repeat it and there's Groundhog Day right there. Beautiful. I love it. So conscious awareness. Okay, so conscious of once you start to take everything that happens to you as uh, a challenge, an opportunity for learning, for growth, for learning more about yourself and how we adapt and how we can change in the way that we respond to stuff, that is more than half the battle. I reckon it's 90-something percent because when stuff comes across our, our, our reality, 
and we don't even have any idea what to do about it. We just know that we don't like it or we're not happy with it. Just the conscious awareness alone that this is something I'd like to improve or fix or get past is enough for the answers to begin to attract you, to come to you. There the universe. Go. It's empowering. Yeah, There's that word again, empowering. Yes. I remember having a conversation with a friend many, many years ago, and it was actually an argument. It wasn't a very pleasant conversation. And I was doing a lot of I statements and how I was feeling, blah, blah, blah. And she said, Jane, it's not all about you. And I said, actually, it is. <laughs> it actually kind of ended the conversation there. However, I, I did have the opportunity not long after to really articulate what I was saying there, which is everything that happens to me is about me. Now, that can be taken as arrogant. You could be wearing that T-shirt that says, it's all about me. or we can take a conscious responsibility that says, I create everything in my life. So if I'm going to take the credit for having a successful business or a successful relationship or whatever I'm happy with in my life that's going well, if I'm going to take the kudos for that, then should I not take the kudos for the bad stuff as well? So everything that happens to me is about me. And that's where I want to go within and look at that. So now we've moved into self-responsibility, which is a really important topic because it's not only taking responsibility for your behavior and your emotional, what's the word? It's almost the level that you're at emotionally and could you do better? Could you raise the vibration of the way that you're currently programming yourself to operate? Raise your awareness. Raise your awareness. And it's also got to do with the self-responsibility of, are you reading the ingredients packet? What are you putting into your body? Do you know what that number means? That 220 preservative 658, whatever band in Germany, you know, all of that sort of stuff. Are you responsible? Are you making informed, responsible, free thinking choices when you get up every morning about the, you know, you turn on the news and they tell you something. Do you take it and, and just believe it and get on the bus and go to work? Or do you think, you know what? I'm going to Google when I get on the bus three different sources and see what I think about what they've just said. I love that free thinking. So powerful. I feel it is so important to be the scientist of our own lives, to take whatever you feel that you believe and analyze it. Really question, where does that belief come from? Can I have a different belief? And as you have a new belief, you start to manifest the reality of that. Because let's face it, a number of the people that we're closest to will and do hold beliefs that do not resonate with our own. Even your mother, even your twin brother, even, you know, the Especially person, your mother. <laughs> yeah, especially your mother. No, but even... As much the, as I love her. <laughs> the people that are actually our nearest and dearest, we can marry them for a lifetime or have them as a dear sister or friend and not actually still have to agree with them. They may live very different lives to us. We could, we, I don't know, we can connect on the essence or the soul blood contact, you know, the connection of that beautiful relationship. But... If any time a teacher, a man in a white coat with a stethoscope around his neck, somebody that you actually do love and trust is telling you one thing and inside your heart, you're just kind of not feeling it, that's okay. Same goes for psychic readings, by the way. You take what resonates and you leave the rest and that's the most important thing anyone can ever do in their life. It's wonderful, isn't mm. it? It's listening to your own intuition. Well, it is. Following what feels right. That's it, Jane. <laughs> Thank you. Right. <laughs> I feel one of my all-time favorites for manifesting. I love visualizing. Yeah. I'm almost addicted to it. That's probably one of my healthy addictions. Okay. Is visualizing manifestation or are they different things? I think you have to visualize. Well, the imagination actually knows no difference between imagining 
and reality. Correct. So it actually is the same thing. Yeah. If I'm sitting here and I'm imagining that I'm with my family on a beautiful tropical island having a gorgeous holiday. Yeah. I actually am there. Because the scientists who hook people up to these sorts of things do show that the same um what is it, the, the same impulses or yes. things are happening in the body. And um, you know when they do studies and they show they take two basketball teams and one team practices five hours every day after school and the other team does it in their heads and yes. guess who wins? Yes, yeah. the ones in their heads. Yeah. It's fabulous. I love these stories. They're so inspiring because what this all does is it says you have the power. Mm. Nobody else. You don't have to go and buy it, learn it, think it. You, well, you do think it. You have to just believe that you are a powerful, dynamic creation that can create anything. Now, this is where the secret got lots of people in trouble because the most important thing to understand about this magical formula of manifestation is you can't just manifest alone. Yes, it can take you an incredibly far away. We know that mind power can keep people alive for years. It can help people win marathons. It can do extraordinary things. But with the manifesting, the visualizing, the dreaming, the believing must come some sweat, some grunt work. Okay. And that's where see the, the movie, The Secret, that was, you know, went so viral and so crazy a few years ago and got so many people so excited. And they all ran out and did their little manifestation exercises and stuff still didn't happen because you still have to get up in the morning and make the phone call. God can't do that for you. So the law <laughs> of the, the secret was about the law of attraction, which states that like attracts like. What I feel and I think that movie was fantastic and I bought so many copies and gave it to many many people to help them to become consciously aware of their true powerful manifesting ability and I love the movie for that purpose but it did leave action out of attraction so you've got to put the action in you know and, and I say this all the time to my clients is that if you want this gorgeous hot guy to come into your life you can't just be sitting at home and expect the pizza boy to be it yeah you know, you've got to actually get some, get out there and make some things happen. But what you do is place yourself in a place, in a position of belief. So you, once you start to visualize it, you must visualize it first, because if you can't feel it or think it, it's not going to happen. All manifestation starts as a thought or a feeling first. So once you start to visualize, it's then about going out and gathering evidence of belief that this actually can happen. So you start to move towards your goal or dream. You know, if you want to be on a tropical island, then go and get some brochures, start researching it, start imagining, well, you know, how much is that going to cost? How am I going to get that money? I'm going to start putting this aside. You need to put a plan into action. Buy a bikini. Yes. Hang it on the back of the door. <laughs> it's everything about believing that your dream can happen. Yeah. And then, of course, the final thing is then you've got to get out of the way of the how. Mm. Now, this is where people start going wrong as well, where they start forcing it. You can't force it. You've got to surrender at some point to the, the how. Yeah. But I like telling a few cute stories about this because I think little stories of manifestations, they, they're uplifting. They, they remind us. Look, everybody knows this stuff. Everyone listening to this is going, yep, yeah, I know it, I know it. But sometimes we get off track and we forget it. And Thank it's you. nice to get that reminder. Thank you for saying that, Jane, because that ties into what I'm about to say next, but do you want to tell your story? Should I tell one of my stories? Tell your story. i got two really cool ones. Tell okay. them. First story is, so my I built a new home with my husband, uh, and when it hit 10 years old, we had within the same week the dishwasher, the oven, 
um, the hot water service and the fridge all went. Everything went at the same time. Now, some of them, when I say went, they were still operating, but they were on their last legs. So I looked at it and prioritized what was most urgent. We couldn't afford to be replacing everything in one hit. So we replaced one item and one that was hanging in there was the fridge. And I was telling my family and saying, you know, all this has happened, blah, blah. And, but I'd gone out and I'd, I'd researched of what fridge I wanted or all the appliances, what I wanted. And so it was in my head that it was coming. It was going to be manifested and I was going to have these new products all good. And then my brother rang me the very next day and said, you know, that fridge that you were wanting to get soon, I was planning on getting it within the next two months. He said, oh, one of the guys at works just got engaged um, and both of them have got new fridges. So he's selling one. It's only two months old and I think it's the model you want. And he's selling it for half price. Well, thank you, universe. There's my fridge. I could afford half price. I couldn't afford the full price just yet. So there's one story. Now, you you, you have something you'd like to share. Well, no, I was just going to go into, you know, journaling, um, well, writing things down and vision boards. And I know that probably everyone listening to this knows about this, okay? But let's not forget the power. Are you doing it? So, so first of all, we know that it's been proven that when people write down things, for example, every New Year's Eve, because my husband's a bit fanatic like this, he makes him and I, we both have to sit down with a pen and paper and write 100 things we're going to do in the next 12 months of, in every area, emotional, spiritual, financial, travel, family, health, career, you know, everything you can think of. Okay. Now, studies do show that when things have been written down, even if they've been forgotten about, like the paper's been tucked away or, you know, you're not even looking at it every day, a really large, staggeringly large percentage of them happen. They will happen in a short time period. Now, for those of you who are more visual, the vision boards, and we do this, uh, we go into high schools and work with teenagers through my Soul Divas group. And the first thing we do in the morning, thinly veiled as a disguise of this is just an ice-breaking activity, but really we know the power in it, is, okay, girls, pen, paper, glue, book, um, you know, um, sit at the table. We've got piles of magazines. We want you to create your perfect life on paper. You know, so they are cutting out pictures and things that they aspire to. They're cutting out words. They get so creative. They make masterpieces. And the idea is to go, obviously, put it on your wall somewhere. You're going to look at it every day on your desk and start to make that real. Now, also, my husband does that on his desktop of his computer. So he's got all of his images and words. Every time he opens up that screen, he's looking at them. And it's like that subconscious gorilla attack. It's constantly getting in there. And a, a woman, a friend of mine who's made a few of them, she's, she's pointed out one of them to me and she said, now, look at this. Rebecca, I made this six to nine months ago, and she points to all the pictures on it. She says, that country, that country, that country, that country. That's why you need to keep doing them all the time. You can't tell me you did one two, two years ago because mm-hmm. it needs updating. Thank you. You've just reminded me I so need to do mine again. And in fact, Beck, I'm going to put it out there. I think that we should host a little evening here in Adelaide for anyone that mm. would like to join us. Let's do a new vision board evening. I've got stacks right, of magazines. So, I'm ready to go. All right. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll get some dates up in the next few days. We'll get some dates up on our Facebook pages, and uh, you can come and join us. But I want to share because I definitely need to do a new one and I've had exactly that experience where I've ripped everything down off of it because it was all achieved. Yes. Now I want to touch on manifesting just like we talked earlier about how everything that happens to me is about me. You manifest not just in the positive but you manifest in the negative. So I think it's really responsible of us to warn you of that. Now here is a, a, a story which my beautiful friend does not mind me sharing at all. Um, I was sitting down to do my very first vision board many, many years ago with her. Well, I was sitting down. We were on holidays together at a shack. And I said, come on, come and do this thing. It's really cool. I love the idea of it. We're just going to sit down and, you know, tear things out of of magazines and put words down of what we want to manifest in our life. 
Now, she was going through a anti-materialistic stage in her life and she'd gone and moved to the hills, was being a beautiful hippie in the hills, gorgeous woman. She said, no, I don't want anything. And I said, please be very careful with your words. Be careful because you do want stuff in your life. No, 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 I don't want anything. And I said, but this doesn't need to be about getting the latest Mercedes Benz. This can be about you want more happiness in your life. You want richer connections with your children, with your friends. You know, you want beautiful, rich, organic um, farming on your property. All of those things can be on your vision board. She was adamant. She kept repeating, I want nothing. Six months later, they went bankrupt. And it was such a shock. She didn't see it coming. They had some trauma, which I won't go into, but there was some trauma in their life, but they went bankrupt. And while everybody around her was going into the rescue mode of, you know, how can we help support her through this journey, I actually dug very deep with loads of love. And I sat down with her and I said, congratulations, you're probably the best manifester I've ever met. Do you remember this evening? Do you remember when you were saying that? And she had such a massive wake-up call that moment when she realized, oh, my God, I've actually manifested this. I, I have said those words so many times. So words become things. When our thoughts are words and our emotions are all in alignment, you manifest in the good or the bad. So you want to make sure by having attention to detail that you do this in the positive. Now this comes back to responsibility. It comes to intention and it comes to getting real, I reckon, because when we're talking about the topic of today's show, which is manifesting your perfect life, sometimes that's going to, well, probably most times it's going to require sitting down and taking a bit of an inventory of where your life's at and getting real. So what are your relationships looking like? And is it really all their fault or does it take two to tango? And let's get real about the areas that you have emotional blocks or that you know you're not pushing yourself or that there's, you know, areas of pain that you just don't really want to go to. And I get that, but you're never going to evolve beyond until you do. Okay. And, and maybe you know this stuff, but you need to kick up the bum. Kick, kick. Consider <laughs> yourself kicked. Okay. Um, you know, it is important too when you're doing things like whether it's a vision board or writing things down, get the detail in there because subconsciously, subliminally, there's a lot that you're going to be taking in. If you're staring at a picture, I had an example where I put a photo up of my um, dream home office that I wanted. And I hadn't actually looked at this board for quite a while. And I had actually redone my office. And it wasn't until I pulled the old vision board out that I went, look at that. I had emulated it right down to the most minute detail that I wasn't even consciously aware I had taken in. Yeah. So really, you know, if you want a loving relationship, Put a photo up of the two of you facing each other. I had one on mine that I wanted to, I wanted to be a guest on Oprah once. It was one of my dreams. And I made sure that I had, I had myself sitting in the chair next to her holding her hand, but I made sure we were both smiling because I didn't want to be on Oprah for something horrible and traumatic having happened in my life. And I love this attention to detail. And they do say, so let's say you want to lose weight or you want a dream house. You don't just put, I want my dream house. You put the suburb, the price bracket, the color of the marble on the floor, the size of the bay windows you know there's roses in the garden and they're yellow roses you can go to that kind of detail likewise if you want to earn a certain amount of money or you want to lose a certain amount of weight you be specific with 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 the dress size or the length of time that it's going to take and you know it's actually the more specific you can be when you're writing things down like that the better and I would say that it's so imperative to keep a little journal by the bed so every night before you go to sleep take that pen out 
and you either write out your current affirmation or mantra, which can change. Um, actually, something else I'll just add in here that I used to do when I worked corporate and I had to use a password every morning to sign in. I'd always use a word that I wanted to hammer into my brain, like abundance or something. So I'd, I was constantly typing in Beautiful. like a positive word. That's clever. Yeah. Oh, my passwords are so boring. No, but they got to be char- oh, changing yeah. them now. Superpower charged words, okay, to keep you on track. So... So back to our journaling. So every night, and you know, Oprah bashed this into our heads back in the 90s, the gratitude journal. If you just write down three things you're grateful for every day, your life will change in ways you have no idea. And you might not understand how that can be possible, but you have to do it to believe and understand what I'm telling you. And it can be the smallest things. I'm grateful for the ladybird that landed on my finger when I was sitting in the sunshine. I love it. I love that you've also just said, uh, oh no, hang on, I just got what you said. Oh yes, and you've got to get out of the way of the how as well. So while you put the action in, don't force it too hard though. Just turn up, make sure you turn up so that you can receive. Can I share the most beautiful story? It's a spiritual one, but it's absolutely so inspirational. It's where a beautiful friend of mine for many years had been moving towards, as a therapist and healer, had been moving towards wanting to open up a healing center. And it was going to cost her $8,000 for her to get this healing center up off the ground. And she was comfortable. She'd been putting it out to the universe and everything was moving towards it. And then she kind of hit this point where it was stuck and nothing was happening. So she actually got really, really angry with spirit one night and just said, you know what, if you want me to do this work, you make that $8,000 appear. So she gets a bank statement from the Commonwealth Bank, I think it was. It was one of the big, big banks. And there's $8,000 in there. So she's laughing and she's gone, okay, I get it, but that's actually not really my money. But I get that you're giving me a clear signal that you want me to do it. Thank you. I get it. So she goes to the bank and she said, look, I'm really sorry, but I don't know what's going on here, but there's money in my account. It's not my account. And they said, oh, yeah, we can see that. Okay, no worries. Leave it with us. Well, a, a week later, she gets a phone call from them. They said, we know that's not your money. We can see that that's not your money, but we cannot find where that has come from. So by law, we can't take it out of your account. And she said, well, you have to take it out of my account. I'm not going to spend this money and then have you in six months or six years turn around and say, oh, excuse me, you owe me $8,000 now. And they said, no, that won't happen. We're telling you this case is now going to be signed off, done and dusted. We cannot find anywhere to put that money. That money is now yours. So what has she done there that your average person who's gone and watched The Secret hasn't been able to do? Well, she really believed. She truly believed. So what she had done had spent many, many years gathering evidence that the universe did exist, that there was something greater than her that was able to orchestrate things way beyond her wildest dreams. So she'd show up every day. She would listen. She would action. And then she believed. You know, people say, well, oh, well, I'm going to win the cross lotto. You know what? People buy lottery tickets, but they, I don't know why they bother because they don't believe they're going to win. And also, it's money unearned, I think. There's a big energy on that. If, if, if people who win money unearned, it goes out of their hands as quickly yeah, as it Yeah, there's often some in. pretty toxic stories behind there, unfortunately. Lots yeah. of life lessons learnt hard. Um, so she truly believed. So for me, I actually am really good at manifesting because over the years, I've gathered evidence. Now, you've got to gather your own evidence. You can't believe just because a couple of chicks on a podcast tell you to believe. You have to gather your own evidence. So I started using, for me, it was about feathers. So my original introduction into spirituality was through angels. And it was, well, if you guys actually do exist, then I want to see a feather in the next couple of days. And I found this lovely feather. And then I thought, yep, I can see that, but I can also see there's a dead bird about 100 metres away. So, of course, there's a feather. 
But it's not about, I didn't ask to see a dead bird and feathers. I asked to see a feather. I didn't ask how I wanted to see the feather. So I asked and I received. But I was skeptical. I was very skeptical and I encourage people to be skeptical. So then I started asking for more feathers and more feathers. And then I had one which was, it's a long story I won't go into now, but a feather appeared in a place that it could not possibly have been. And that for me was the final point where I'd gathered so much evidence that I now became stupid if I didn't now believe because I'd asked for the evidence and I got it. So as I came to believe in something much greater than myself, Therefore, the exciting part was that our now I live life with no limits. Something on that point, though, that I do want to raise I want people to be careful about is don't dictate to the universe, unless you're doing a specific scientific experiment like Jane was, which has clearly benefited her career, (laughs) (laughs) but don't dictate to the universe how you want things delivered because they they can see the bigger picture and they can see ways in which, you know, if the stuff that's going to come that's going to be better for you than what you think, we can only see so far down here on earth bumbling around in our little timelines. They're from up above looking at the whole jigsaw puzzle and sometimes, you know, we're banging on asking, I want this, 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 I want this job, or I want this, or I think I need that car, or I want blah, blah, blah. And the universe is there, and we're not getting it because the universe is saying, no, 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 there's actually a better way for this. If you just sit tight, we're going to take you a bit around the long road, but you're going to get not only what you want, but more in a better or slightly different way. And you wake up that morning and you'll be like, this is so much better than what I ever thought I wanted. Thank God I surrendered to the universe. Absolutely. And I think we can often look at things that have happened in our past and think, wow, I nearly did that. Thank goodness I didn't. Because if I had, I wouldn't have had this happen. So it's about the wording, isn't it, Jane? It is the wording. It's about being very careful with our wording. Well, I've got a trick there. I tack on the end of every, everything, every request that I have of the universe, I will tack on the end that or something better. And that just surrenders. So there's my dream of what I'm picturing that is making me feel great, that I surrender that you've got a much better idea of what's going to be good for me. So that or something better. And so often I get the something better. And it's something better than what you thought you wanted or needed. Oh, so and often. my mantra at the moment is rather than dictating to the universe how I think my career should go to be fabulous and for me to feel wonderful is how can I best be of service? And that's all I say, and I let the universe fill in the details. They know me. They know what's going to float my boat. They know how to deliver it in a way that's going to tickle me and give me my passion hit at the same time uh, and also still, you know, affect as many lives in as many positive ways, which, which is, of course, my mission. So it's okay to be open-ended um, at times with the way that we are wording um, our requests to the universe. You know, it's back to intention. As long as you're holding the best and highest good intention in your heart, it's you know what's beautiful about ending our podcast here is that I'm going to share that we always start our podcast with a little prayer to the universe and we always ask for Beck and I to be of service to the maximum number of people for them to connect. For the best in high school with unconditional love, that's my line. But, yeah, we do. And back to last week's podcast, what a great way to do business. Who prays before they get up in the morning and do their business? Not a lot of people, but it creates, whether you want to use the word pray, but it's putting the right intention into your day and it changes everything. It gives you, it actually puts you ahead of the pack, I believe. It gives you an untouchable power that nobody else can match because you're doing something they're not right there. And also, please remember that manifesting does not require you to believe in anything. Correct. Yeah, it happens 
regardless. And affirmations. You can write down, I am beautiful, skinny, and gorgeous and not believe it. And if you write it 10,000 times, you're going to wake up one morning, look in the mirror and be very surprised about what's happened because you'll get there. You'll train your subconscious to get there. Jane, we could talk forever. That was a fun one. I love talking positivity. Thank you, guys. We'll be on again next Wednesday with a brand new show for you. In the meantime, do talk to us on Facebook. We're there for you and we will get on to organizing a vision boarding evening. Fantastic. Have an awesome day. We'll speak to you soon. Bye. Life is perfect, I'm not trying, it's just happening.